This is Philly Sports with Giovanni. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it. Gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown! Here's your host, Giovanni Hamilton. Are you listening to this podcast and you're getting ready for week one and you don't have a place to place your bets? Well, guys, I have a solution for you. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest place to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available right from your mobile device. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and get in the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on somebody that I am lucky enough to call my friend E-Rock. Welcome on to the show, my guy. What is happening? And thank you for the kind words and the kind intro. And I am certainly lucky to have you as a friend and be able to call you a friend, especially in, in these troubled times of, <laughs> of Eagle Land. Listen, we need to rely on each other now more than ever so we can get through this together. Yeah, I mean, just a sloppy couple of games. These past games have just been horrible to be a fan of the Eagles. Um, I'm excited to have you on, though, because if if anybody can gain these fans to have some more hope, it's us. So, <laughs> Yes, I, I, I completely agree. And, and listen, to the listening audience, we will, we will try our best. <laughs> um, man, with this game... Uh, there's a lot of fans that are losing faith. What's your uh, uh, message to those fans? Listen, my message to the fans is this is a passionate, diehard, intelligent fan base. And when I say intelligent, I'm not pandering to them. I, I What I'm trying to explain is they know what they're looking at. They know that this team doesn't have the same vibe and the same energy as last year's Super Bowl team do, does. We're all trying to collectively figure it out together. Why are birds, our beloved Eagles, who went 10 and one, all of a sudden losing five out of the last six and look completely lost at sea and 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 like a rudderless ship. But what I can tell you is that even though we're all frustrated, myself included, you can go check my own content. I'm walking out of stadiums after hearing it from Giants fans and hearing it from Cowboys fans, and hearing it from any other fan that wants to talk their smack to me, I'm here. So I'm just as frustrated as anybody else. But I also know that deep down underneath that frustration is the level of hope that we all have. Is it likely? No. But it's all hope that we all have. And it, it might sound like coach speak, and it might sound like Brandon Graham is just saying player speak and trying to speak up for the lock and, and try to speak on behalf of the locker room. But the NFL playoffs are indeed zero zero. And I and I can't, I can't as a fan, like I used to, sit there and say, well, this team isn't gonna do anything. Well, this team isn't going anywhere. Well, this team 
this Eagles team just ain't got it. They're not a Super Bowl caliber team. Because I once upon a time in the last, in the not too distant past, watched a backup quarterback named Nick Foles march the team straight to the Super Bowl and win a t- win a title against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, by far the greatest dynasty the NFL has ever seen. I saw that happen. Okay. So I can't sit here and say that stranger things haven't happened because stranger things have. And I know it's unlikely. Trust me, I'm not in the mood to hear my own BS sometimes either. Okay. I'm not in the mood for sunshine and rainbows. I'm just as I sat in the cold, dude. I sat in the cold and watched them, the starters just bungle any sort of confidence or any sort of faith that us, the fan base, were to have in this offense away in the first half against the New York Giants who were 5 and 11 at the time and then wave the white flag at halftime and bring Marcus Mariota in. So I get the frustration. Trust me, I'm there. I'm living it, you know? But after 2017, I can't say it's impossible and all I can do is have that feeling of hope on the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, you got me fired up. You know, pressure makes diamonds, and we've seen what this team can do as the underdog. So I'm excited to see uh, going forward into the playoffs. But, man, it's been rough. I know some people like Chad Ochocinco were saying maybe possibly this team could be playing possum and uh, just not playing as good going in, and and then they're going to come out and have this epic playoff run. I can't see it. I mean, what's your take on that? Listen, I I, I think they're (laughs) – they are more than capable of beating anybody in the playoffs. And before anybody jumps in the comments or jumps all over that, understand that we beat the Dolphins handily. We beat the Buffalo Bills. We beat the Los Angeles Rams. We beat the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? So all the teams that all the national pundits are saying, boy, oh, boy, you wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs, understand that we've already beaten them. It feels like two years ago. I get it. Like, I look back at some of those wins this season, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we did beat the Rams. Oh, my God, that feels like it was last year. Yeah. They're more than capable of beating anybody in the playoffs, AFC or NFC. They're also more than capable of losing to just about anybody. Because when you see them lose to the Giants and the Jets, and the Arizona Cardinals, and teams with literally nothing to play for. And you see the kind of effort and energy that they dumped into those games. It's 0-0 as far as I'm concerned. We've beaten the best. We've lost to the worst. So you tell me, Gio, how are you feeling going into the postseason? Hey, man, I would be lying if I didn't say that I'm anxious. I'm anxious, but like I said, pressure makes diamonds. This team knows what needs to happen. Nick Sirianni knows what needs to happen. Howie Roseman knows what needs to happen. Uh, Jalen Hurts knows what needs to happen. These guys, they've been in this position before. Obviously, last year, they had uh, the number one seed. This year, we just got a little less luck, I think. And uh, we got dealt some bad injuries and things like that. At a stadium, especially this last week with Sidney Brown and A.J. Brown, and, yeah, that was uh, tough, man. That was tough. Even that Jalen Hurts injury. I mean, dude, that stadium is horrible. I mean, some people may say 
you know, some people in this call may say that stadium is literally a toilet bowl. Um, so <laughs> it's it, it's unfortunate, but injuries happen. And I yeah. think that going into this being the underdogs, it just gets me more fired up, man. It does. And hey, hey listen, we, I, like we can't we we we're Eagles fans. We're intelligent. We're realists. Right. So we also can't sit here and do a rah, rah, rah speech like you know, win one for the Gipper, right? But also, too, understand that if they did have an early exit to the playoffs, it is a signal that changes need to be made because this clearly isn't it. And the Eagles, you know, for better or for worse, they're never scared to put themselves out on a limb to do what they feel is the right thing in order for the football team to win. But they're also never scared to, to admit fault and a, admit maybe a mistake was made and move on quickly. So they're never ones to cling on too long, right, to something that isn't working. That's been the M.O. of Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, right? And, and so we saw it with Doug Peterson. We certainly saw it with Chip Kelly. You can argue the Andy thing went on a little long. I feel like he deserved that. But nevertheless, when it was time to go, it was time to go. So if in, if indeed, you know, all that rah, rah, rah stuff doesn't come to fruition and our hopes and dreams are completely squashed and squandered, okay, it is going to be a glaring signal that changes in the offseason have to be made. Perhaps some coordinator positions need to be turned over. And perhaps, I don't know, as you so eloquently put on the combine on NFL Network, Howie, get me some friggin' linebackers. You know what I mean? So, so when you have a glaring need, and you got to give Howie credit. I mean, over the last couple drafts, he went from trying to be the smartest guy in the room and drafting the J.J. Ortega Whitesides and the Jalen Ragers of the world, and all of a sudden started to go to programs that worked. And for the most part, it's worked out for him, right? He changed his philosophy. Well, I think if the Eagles have a quick exit out of the playoffs, it'll once again have an organizational shift in philosophy because the pudding, the proof is going to be right there in the pudding and he can't deny it. Yeah. Um, I mean, doing the same thing over and over and over again is the definition of ins insanity. So I like yeah. to see what they're going to do to change it up. I mean, going back to that, doing the same thing over and over and over again with these bubble screens and QB draws, how would you change if you were Nick Sirianni right now? Because this play calling is awful. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure you can do much about it now. You almost, you almost get to a point in the season where you have to ride the horses that you came in on. Okay, and and, and you know, there's not another veteran play caller on the current Eagles staff where they can demote a sigh and put in um matt patricia who i had high hopes for and is and as as disappointed i i really thought with matt patricia coming in we see a significant difference in the defense and, and and in fact we have not um so there's no i i don't think nick should take over to play calling but what i do think needs to happen is we need to start scheming some guys open okay because i really think that a lot of the times the eagles are such a talented roster that they lean too heavy on the talent that they have listen we're going to run what we're going to run and we're just going to trust our playmakers to make plays which in a perfect world you can do that it's an imperfect world it's an imperfect offense and it's an imperfect roster with imperfect injuries and there have been times i remember against the cardinals game you know i kind of went like this there it is there was a fake uh handoff to the left hand side goddard 
you know, they kind of cleared it out and got it rolled out and he was wide open. It was a play specifically designed to Goddard, but it was specifically designed in a way to scheme him open. So, so not relying so heavily on just your playmakers to make plays, but design things that are, that are getting people open and, 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 and getting them the ball in their hands in space. They have to deal better with the blitz. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is a bubble screen. You know, somebody brought to my attention, be like, well, against the blitz, those bubble screens might work. Ah, you, know, you have to have some blitz beaters. You know when they're coming, you know they are going to come. Todd Bowles and the and the um, Buccaneers defense, they are going to blitz the snot out of this offense. And this offense, if they're thinking they can just run the same thing that they've been running all season and get away with it, is going to be woefully underprepared for that. They're professional coaches. They watch film. They know what's what's about to come to them. They know what they're up against. They've already played them once and beaten them, by the way, going back to what I originally said, beating the best of the best in the playoffs. They've already beaten them. So stick to what works. Scheme people open and um, don't make things harder than they have to be. 100%. You know, I had Gail Saunders on here. Uh, last week who you're good friends with and yes, we're I talking am. about we were talking about maybe throwing in some uh slants in there just something simple when you have guys like aj brown and Devontae yeah. smith who are always going to be able to catch that ball you got to do something simple to get those guys incorporated i mean it's just it's it's awful seeing these bubble screens it seems like the eagles have so much hope going out there first even into the second quarter and then it's just like, oh, back to bubble screens and QB draws. Like, it's just, it's such a cutoff that I hate seeing each game. We're keeping uh, teams in games that we shouldn't have them still be in these games after the second half or the first half. And and, and I think that's, that's listen, we all, we all know, we're not blind to it. We all know the vibe is off with the team. Yep. We, all, we, we all know it. We all see it. And even when they were winning and Eagles fans were high five and yeah, we won the Buffalo game at the end of the game. Yeah, we won this game. Even the team in the press conference wasn't happy. You know what I mean? Like they were saying, like, we got a lot of things we got to clean up. You know, we, we got a lot of things we got to do better. We didn't put, even though they won, they we're not playing up to the standard. And so all season, the team is trying to have been telling us, like, listen, there's something wrong here. There's something off here. And because they were winning, it kind of masked all that. We weren't really paying that close of attention to. Right. We all knew like, oh, their best football is ahead of them. They haven't played a complete game yet. They haven't played up to their up to the level we know they can with the talent they have on this roster. But we've all known that there's been something undertone that's just been off about this team. And I do think. You know, what you just said kind of puts it in perfect perspective where it's like, ah, another bubble screen, ah, another QB draw. I think the players have a mistrust in the coaches and the coaches have a little bit of a mistrust in the players. And that's been underlying. You can smell it in the air. You can't see it. You don't hear it, but you know it's there. It stinks, right? So yeah. it's time for this team to get on the same page and just listen. If you're going to go down, which may happen, go down swinging. Go down swinging. You at least owe yourself that. 100%. And I feel like the Eagles are just doing too much. They're trying to prove themselves to the entire NFL when they just need to prove themselves to themselves at this point. I mean, this game against the Giants should have just been one big uh, game to prove to themselves and their fan base who they still are and what they can achieve to come. 
Um, I mean, it was just an awful display against a team that we should have beat. Um, yeah. And I'm just excited to see going forward. But I'm just – I'm nervous, dude. I'm so nervous. Oh, I'm, I'm – listen, I'm sweating bullets about it. <laughs> sweating bullets. And for the fans out there that are having trouble getting up for the game, completely understand. Over the last six games, they haven't given you anything to really get up about. For those fans that are there that are like yourself that are nervous, absolutely. I am too. There's no reason if you're walking into this game feeling confident, I I have to wonder, like, have you watched the last six games? Have you seen what this team's put on tape? But again, even though it feels light years ago, it feels like two seasons ago. It feels like last season. All those games where they did figure out a way to win tells you that this team has the heart of a winner where they will find ways to win. Now, they lost their way in the last six games. They lost. They got the doors blown off of them by the 49ers, and I don't think they ever fully recovered from it. But regardless of your record, regardless of anybody's record, 0-0. Stranger things have happened, so I got to have hope. 100%. And you mentioned that the Eagles don't seem like the same team, and they really don't, especially in kind of the next-man-up mentality. How do you think we can uh, deal with those injuries better and just really get the next man up mentality back? I think sometimes when given opportunity, I'll put it this way, against the Giants, did Marcus Mariota and Britton Covey and Quez Watkins not all of a sudden start getting in the end zone? You know what I mean? Where Jalen and everybody else hurt, struggled. The, the young guys on defense kind of kind of step up. I you, you got you, you gotta have. They're not touting the underdog next man up thing like they did in 2017. But I think if you draft the right people, if you bring the right people in the locker room, and they're just winners when they get their opportunity to shine, they're going to take advantage of it. Because we all sit here, and I had to listen to it. I was on Geo. I was on the road all day listening to sports talk radio. And it was, is Nick Sirianni coaching for his job? Not for nothing, but these players need to be playing for their jobs. You know, so if you don't want to do the next man up thing because a guy is injured, one of your brothers is down, then you better be playing your ass off for your own personal reasons. You know, your own personal goals. And that's where this team needs to be. And again, if they fall short this this Monday night, uh, you you will 100% see changes made in coaching. You'll see changes made on the roster. And the people who want to be here will be here, and the people who don't will be gone. Yeah, I can't agree more. E-Rock, I got one last question for you, my guy. Uh, yes, sir. So, so I don't know if you've seen, but – I started doing a anti-bullying campaign on my show uh, about a year ago where to end my show, to raise awareness of bullying, I just asked one question and that question being, in your opinion, how can we change bullying for the youth to stop it? I think it has to come with acceptance and understanding. Like I think a, a, a lot of what bullying, the core root of bullying is just a very closed-minded approach to people's differences, um, whether that be ethnically or religiously or physically. And 
there has to be more of a focus on acceptance of people on their individual merit um, and know that difference isn't a bad thing. Difference is a great thing. It's, it's something you should be curious about and, and celebrate it. And too often we try to make things the same. And when you try to make things the same, that's when the bullying starts, right? Whether it's, whether it's young kids or adults, people try to make things the same. Think like me. You got to view the world this way. You got to be like me. And the beautiful part about the world is it takes all kinds of, I mean, just look at the Eagles fan base. There's every walk of life here. That's what I love about the city of Philadelphia. Every ethnicity, every gender, every sexual orientation, every every uh, part of the world. It's a melting pot. And, and, I, and I like to think that those things are celebrated because you can go get different. You can celebrate everybody's differences. And so a celebration of people and their a celebration of differences instead of trying to make everything the same. Because everything the same sucks. <laughs> I think will help maybe shed some light on that and maybe stop a little bit of it. You know, that's one of the best answers that I've gotten to that question. So I really appreciate you not only coming on here and talking football, but I appreciate that answer. Listen, man, you get older, you get wiser. Someday, someday <laughs> you're going to be 41 years old sitting in this chair too. And some, and some little spitfire uh, up-and-coming podcaster who used to hang out at your tailgates, you know, he's going to ask you a question. You'll be spitting knowledge and, 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 and wisdom, right? And that's the wonderful thing about what you're doing. At such a very young age, you're, you're, you're accumulating wisdom and knowledge and experience, and that'll put you so far ahead of what other people have. You're already, how old are you? A 16. You're 16, you're already comfortable behind a microphone. You know how long it took for me to get comfortable behind a microphone? Oh, I was wow. in my 30s with Fourth and John. You, you, you know what I mean? So you're, you're already, you're light years, dude. You're light years, keep doing your thing, keep hammering away at it, keep bleeding green. That's it, bro. I appreciate you, my guy. You got it.